What is up, you guys? I'm excited about today's episode and next week's episode because I had to split this interview up into two because there was just so much good information and it was just this long interview that we were just covering so much ground. So I decided to split it up into two. Um, But anyways, this interview is with Haley Fountain, who is the visionary founder of Holistic in Houston, which is a wellness initiative dedicated to empowering women through holistic health practices. And she really focuses on nutrition's role in hormone balance. And she also combines scientific insights with natural approaches so she can help her clients achieve optimal health. So in this episode today, we really dive into like hormone imbalances and kind of the negative um, parts of the birth control pill which I've talked about kind of like briefly, whether it's in, you know, mentioning it in past podcast episodes or just on my, um, on my Instagram page, but Haley gives us some really good info why, for why the pill, unless it's used for contraception, um, isn't really the answer to a lot of our hormonal issues. Um, she dives into that and then she also tells us some great ways to help our, uh, are your regular periods and maybe other hormone issues like PCOS and endometriosis with nutrition and lifestyle changes. So that's what this episode is going to be about. Next week, we're going to talk about the different phases of your cycle and cycle syncing. So it's a really good two-part episode. You're not going to want to miss them. But here's part one, all about hormonal imbalances and the pill. I'm Miranda Lee, and you're listening to the Bread Therapy Mama podcast a show created for moms who want to feed their families foods that heal them, not hurt them. Food was meant to be our medicine, and the best way to do that is by focusing on the ingredients, not the calories. Here, you'll find everything you need to know about holistic nutrition sprinkled with some motherhood, faith, and non-toxic living along the way. I can't wait to grow with you. Let's dive in. Hi, Haley. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Miranda. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to um just to chat with you about hormone health, but more specifically, like our our menstrual cycle and birth control and all of that, all of that amazing stuff um that has kind of turned not not amazing. Has actually been kind of detrimental to our health. Um, more you know specifically birth control, hormonal birth control. I think it's going to be really awesome to like pick your brain and get your professional opinion on everything so we can just educate ourselves and be, you know, more knowledgeable, powerful women. Yeah, I'm really excited. I think um, I'm a big believer in tuning into the ancient wisdom of our bodies. So I'm excited to to chat and just dive in and see where it goes. Yeah. So before we do that, can you introduce yourself and tell our audience who you are and what you do and how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So my name is Haley Fountain. I'm a certified integrative nutrition health coach. I have an advanced accreditation in holistic hormonal health, and I'm also a certified yoga and meditation instructor. Um, I play sound bowls as well. So I'm very into nervous system regulation and healing the body physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, I live in Houston, Texas, and I do a lot of um, events here to bring the community together to make wellness more approachable and make it more fun. Um, I love to educate people and really just empower women. My my tagline for my business, if you will, is 
Uh, I empower women to be the CEO of their own body because for a lot of women, we outsource our health and we outsource decisions about our bodies. So I really want to uh, encourage women to insource those things and um, yeah, just feel really empowered and, and educated. So that's my mission. And the reason I was uh, put here on this earth is to do that. So um, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. That's awesome. Because like you said, we, we outsource um, so much of, so much of our health and so yeah, I feel like we just, well, a lot of the times we put our health into the hands of of doctors and I don't know, I just don't think um, we should just rely on other people's, I guess, education solely when it comes to our body. Um, yeah. So I don't know, I feel like I myself didn't even know much about my own um, like I guess menstrual cycle and, and stuff like that until I got older and like actually was like, okay, like let's look into it because I was put on, um, the pill at a young, at like 15 or something for acne. Um, and it wasn't even specifically for the acne. It was, they were putting me on a different acne medicine. Um, they called it poor man's Accutane. So it was like the step right, right below Accutane. Um, you had to be on two forms of birth control and, you know, one of them for me was the pill. And then after doing that, they had me stay on the pill, um, for acne and I was on it for probably 10 years. And then I just, I, you know, learned more about the pill and the negative, negative side effects and went off of it and like felt, felt a lot better. Um, but I even feel like my, how I felt wasn't even as drastic as how many other women feel coming off the pill or just how, you know, crappy they feel when they have to choose to stay on it. So can you dive into that a little more? Yeah. And a couple of things just quickly to backtrack to what you said about, you know, we we were talking about outsourcing your health. Um, I think it's important to mention that, you know, doctors are highly educated and they're very important and we need them. The problem is when you outsource everything to one person, like you are taking away agency of your own body, right? And mm-hmm. um, Dr. Christian Northrup, uh, she wrote a body called Women's Body, Women, Women's Wisdom, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, something like that. Fantastic book. It's really thick. But she says, um, you doctors have a body of knowledge, but only you have knowledge of your body. And I think that's a really good way to look at it is you can rely on experts who have spent a lot of time studying in their field to give you recommendations on what to do. But at the end of the day, it's your decision. And that's where we need to take back a little bit of our power when it comes to our bodies. So I want to make that distinction. Yeah, no, good. I agree because I feel like it's so unfair to expect like one doctor to know what's best for every single individual person who normally you're only going to be with them for 15 minutes. So they don't even know like your story, your history, your you're everything. They're basically looking at a piece of paper and trying to make the best decision for you. Yeah. And like, we have to make the best decision for us. So I like, I like that you clarified that. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah. So to talk a little bit about birth control, um, a few things about birth control I want to mention. So again, first of all, there's, you know, it's birth control. We kind of go from extremes. Like it was really exciting because women finally had control over um, their, fertility, which is really empowering. So women could, you know, starting in the fifties and sixties, women could uh, control how many, you know, children they wanted to have. They could, um, you know, delay uh, having children if they were pursuing their education or a career. So these are all really good things. Um, The challenge with birth control, just like anything else, is if you're blindly taking something 
and not understanding exactly what it's doing to your body and what the risks and potential uh, consequences are. And I know for myself, I started taking birth control at 17 because I had really bad menstrual cramps and that's what was um, recommended to me. And it was, it helped the problem, but you can look at it as kind of like putting a bandaid on a bullet hole, if you will. And whenever you stop taking the birth control for whatever symptom you were using it for, those symptoms usually come back with a vengeance. So first I'll talk about what birth control actually does. So birth control, a lot of people think that uh, are the common myth that we're told, and I believe this for a long time, that birth control convince or basically convinces your body it's pregnant, or that's kind of what like your basic your body will feel like think it's pregnant, and that's totally false. the The hormones, the beautiful concoction of hormones you get when you're pregnant, is nothing like the pill. Um, you can compare taking the pill to more to menopause. So it actually cuts off communication between your brain and your ovaries. It's pouring synthetic hormones into your body, uh, synthetic progesterone and uh, estrogen. And so your body is not producing as much of those anymore. And that way it's able to control kind of the hormones throughout the month. You usually don't ovulate whenever you're taking uh, the pill on certain low dose pills, you might still ovulate, but for most of them, you do not ovulate. And then another thing people, uh, common myth, people take the pill to quote unquote regulate their period. But um, you, since you don't ovulate when you're on the pill, you don't actually have a period. So the bleed that you experience when you stop taking the synthetic hormones and take the sugar pills is actually just a withdrawal bleed from not having all those synthetic hormones in your body anymore. So I want to make those distinctions because I guess my... I don't think there's anything wrong with taking the pill for a few years if that's the best option for you and, you know, for uh, your fertility management. But the challenge is whenever you're taking it for other reasons beyond just uh, contraception, (laughs) because it does not regulate your period, Um, you're just having a withdrawal bleed and it does not convince your body it's pregnant. It's more like menopause. And I like to to think of it as um, or compare it to a car. So if you just didn't drive your car for a year or two, it just sat out in the lot and you know none of those gears and things were moving, you could probably, it might take a little bit to kind of you know crank the engine, but you could probably still drive it. But if you didn't drive your car for five or 10 years, do you think that you could just turn it back on and drive it normally? Probably not. You'd have to you know, replace the oil, uh, kind of get things moving again, maybe replace some parts. So it's kind of like that. You know, if you're cutting off that communication between the brain and the ovaries for a short period of time, um, probably not a concern for most people who are otherwise healthy, but it, the issue is whenever you're taking it for a really long time. And especially if you're taking it for reasons other than contraception. Yeah. Those are some good myths that you just busted because yeah, I mean, I definitely, thought that your body was feeling like it was pregnant and I just want to say considering that I'm pregnant right now I would never want to feel like this all the time (laughs) (laughs) being on the pill is not what I felt like um that would be horrible I don't think anyone would be on the pill if they felt like that first trimester of pregnancy at least mine (laughs) (laughs) so that's as you guys know that's that's really interesting and yeah like you said it's like it's it's not fixing the issue it's just putting a band-aid on it and that's my my personally my biggest issue with um birth control or that that's a lot of the times like people's um or doctors like first go to is like let's let's put you on the pill um 
if someone um i know we didn't really plan to talk about this this part but like if someone was struggling with um you know like painful periods like like you were uh what is the best way to go about it because it can be tempting to just be like i want to you know not be in pain anymore i I never went yeah. through that. My sister went through really, really painful periods and that's something like she had to do. Um, and like, I'd probably want it just to stop too. So what, what is the best approach um, besides just putting that bandaid on it? Yeah. So if you're wanting to take a more natural route, um, one of the biggest things is diet and lifestyle changes, honestly. So eating, um, you know, more whole foods, not the, not the store whole foods, but whole foods, plants, lots of plants and one ingredient foods specifically, um, increasing your fiber intake. So a big reason why we have irregular painful periods, uh, for many women is because of estrogen dominance. Um, so either having too much estrogen in the body or not enough progesterone, which are two of the main, uh, hormones that we have in our menstrual cycle. There's a lot more, but those are just two of the main players. Um, when you have too much estrogen, it causes the breast swelling, the weight gain, um, the mood, you know, crazy mood swings and things like that. Sometimes it can cause headaches and migraines, um, as well as the, the painful heavy period. So focusing on, um, getting your detox pathways really helps, uh, helps to improve those symptoms. So as I mentioned, improving your diet, eating a lot more plants, um, trying to, you know, eat organic, um, one ingredient foods as much as possible, pastured meats, lean cuts of meat. Um, I don't think I, you know, I'm actually a big fan of red meat, having a few servings a week, um, but just making sure it's a lean cut from like a good source. Uh, so things like that can be really helpful. Increasing your fiber intake is extremely important because, um, your body detoxes estrogen through phase two liver detoxification, and your body needs fiber in order to do that, to move it through that detoxification pathway and out through your bowels. Um, so those are a few things. And then, you know, on top of that, if you're going a step further, really focusing on your gut health, because if you're not having a bowel movement every day, those uh, excess hormones and toxins are just recirculating back into your body. So should be having, you know, one to two bowel movements a day. So really focusing on gut health and then also managing stress. I think stress is a big one. I always tell my clients this, it doesn't matter how healthy you eat or how much you exercise. If your nervous system is dysregulated, if you are super stressed out all the time, none of that is going to matter. You have to manage your stress, cut out stressors in your life as much as possible and, um, you know, keep, you know, in introducing yoga, meditation, whatever mindfulness practices you can bring in gentle movement, going for walks, just finding ways to relax yourself, getting a good night's sleep. So all the things that we know we should be doing anyways, those are, but it takes, you can't just do it for a week. It can't just be a new year's resolution. It has to be a lifestyle. So usually with three months of consistency, I'm doing those things I just mentioned, you'll see really good results, improved periods. They'll become more regular. Another thing, if you want to take it a step further, if you are already doing all those things, acupuncture is amazing for regulating periods and um, improving pain and painful periods specifically. So um, I get a lot of my clients, especially those that have PCOS and have irregular periods, going to acupuncture. Um, it is something you'll have to do consistently also for two or three months, I would say, maybe once a week. So there's a, you know an investment there if you have the funds to do that. Um, but those are probably, I'd say, the most... You know, there's, there's other things on top of that, but at a baseline, those are the things I would recommend. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I probably like add on that is, you know, working with a, a professional, someone who knows, knows this. Cause I, cause sometimes I just feel like telling people to just eat healthy can only go so far if they don't truly know, like, I guess like the hormonal benefits of like nutrition as well. And, you know, those like the proper nutrients and stuff that, that goes in it. And I know that you talk about on your, um, on your social media, you talk about like estrogen detoxes and, you know, that's definitely something you should, um, if that is something you consider doing, like doing with a professional, like, like yourself, instead of just, I don't know, Googling it and going into it yourself. That can be so intimidating too, because that's like a lot of, a lot of information, I bet. Well, and if, you know, I mean, yeah, a little shameless plug here as a health coach, I'm a little biased, but that's why I do what I do because um, for, you know, myself, and it sounds like you as well, we are just so ingrained, we're so into this and it's easy for us to make those changes. But for the average person who doesn't have a lot of knowledge around nutrition, they, it's, that doesn't come, you know, second nature. So yeah, if you need, like, just like me, finance does not come second nature. So anytime I'm making decisions around money, I'm consulting a financial advisor. If nutrition is something that does not come second nature to you, consult an expert and, you know, consult a doctor, consult a health coach, consult a nutritionist, whatever, you know, that looks like for you in any area of your life. That's why these people exist. And if staying accountable to it is a challenge for you, then hire someone who can be there to hold you accountable. Hey mamas, I wanted to take a quick break to tell you about my favorite makeup and skincare company, Tubes & Co. Organics. I love them because they use real ingredients like tallow from grass-fed cows, organic cold-pressed olive oil and certified organic essential oils, and they never use synthetic chemicals, GMOs, toxins, or artificial colors and dyes or fragrances that we do not want in our makeup or skincare products. I made the switch to Tubes & Co. Organics because here's the thing, you guys, your skin is your largest organ. You can be eating the cleanest, most organic ingredients and foods possible, but if you are putting lotions and skincare products or makeup, like your primer and foundations on that have these harsh chemicals and toxins in them, your skin is going to absorb it. And I totally trust Tubes & Co because they are made with these real ingredients, don't have all this artificial shenanigans in them. And they're also made in the USA. They are supporting small family owned farms and they're all about being sustainable, fair trade, transparent and ethical. These are all things that just align with my values. So I got a discount code for you guys if you go to tupsinco.com. So T-O-U-P-S-A-N-D-C-O.com and use the code BREADTHERAPY10. You will get 10% off your order. So go check out their skincare and their makeup and let me know if you need any product recommendations but I hope you guys enjoy Tubes & Co. as much as I do. Let's get back to the show. I just talked about it in, in a previous podcast episode that there's, you know, there's three different ways that you like pay for your food. It's with money, time, or your health. And I feel like that, like this would be like a prime example. Like you can either 
keep eating what you're eating and suffering these health consequences that are probably going to get worse down the road. Um, you can make this financial investment, which I know can not be <laughs> not be easy because a lot of this type of stuff isn't covered by insurance. Um, you know, like to hire like a holistic health coach to help to help you out. Or it's, you know, you have to pay for it with your time. And that might be a lot, a lot of research if this is something that is new to you, like reading books on they're like, there's so many good books on hormone health and stuff. And, you know, reading like good studies, not just random, like blogs and magazines here and there, but like really diving into those studies. So, you know, we just have to kind of figure out what's the the best option for us to move forward because, yeah, I mean, I feel like, and you probably will know if this is true or not. Has there been like an increase in like PCOS and all these hormonal issues over the years? Oh yeah. I mean, I think the last statistics I saw, don't quote me, but it was close to over 5 million women in the U.S. have been diagnosed with PCOS. And um, quite often PCOS is sort of a blanket diagnosis for um, a lot of different hormonal issues because the challenge is sometimes uh, women will be diagnosed with PCOS, but they haven't actually done an ultrasound to confirm that there are cysts on the ovary. So they're doing it based on their symptoms, which is fine because the solution is the same across the board. Uh, so, you know, with that, yeah, there's a huge increase in that. And it's because we are more stressed than ever. We are, our toxic load is so high. And, and what I mean by toxic load is the toxins that we are um, consuming. And to just to define what a toxin is, when, I, when I'm saying toxin, I mean an endocrine disruptor, so a hormone disruptor. So something that is disruptive to our hormones and our, our normal endocrine pathways. Um, there's a lot of xenoestrogens, which are... Uh, substances that mimic estrogen in the body. So it's not estrogen, but when it is ingested, your body receives it as if it is estrogen, which is a big reason why we're experiencing, or a lot of women are experiencing estrogen dominance. Yeah, I was actually, um, I learned about, um, so I don't remember like what the study was or something, but basically with um, like our water system and stuff, uh, it's really polluted with, with medications, specifically like hormonal um, contraceptives. And these are things that aren't filtered out of our water system or a tap water or anything. And, um, they're pretty sure like that's what's contributing to girls starting their periods much, much sooner is that like having that like increase in, in estrogen because of the hormonal contraceptives that are in our water supply, because, over the years of evolve it building up and stuff. So I'm oh, sure yeah. that also contributes to the increase in PCOS and, um, and other hormonal issues that women are struggling with. There's so many factors, but yeah, that you bring up a really good point, Miranda, if anyone listening to this, if you don't do anything else that we've talked about, get a good quality water filter or find a local water source. Um, I go to a place in Houston called the water tree and they have a really, uh, I, I, you know, order like uh, the three gallon jugs. And I get that once a week, I have two or so I get six gallons a week essentially from them. Um, that's a big, a big thing. And yes, there's so many things in our water system, the water, it depends on which city you live in, but the water supply, it is clean in the sense that it doesn't have, you know, malaria or E. coli in it. So it is safe from that perspective. You're not going to die. Um, but most water supplies, most city water supplies have chlorine added to them. 
chlorine is helpful in, you know, killing all those uh, bacteria and kind of, quote unquote, cleaning the water to make it safe for consumption. Um, but chlorine is an endocrine disruptor and chlorine messes with your hormones. And so if you're consuming large amounts of chlorine, that is going to have an impact on you. If you think about how much water we consume, most people, hopefully you're consuming a lot of water. I assume if you listen to this podcast, you are drinking a lot of water. Um, if not, you should be. Um, but so that think about that. And even in our showers and our bathtubs, we are bathing in it. You're in this hot water. Your pores are open. You're absorbing that. So I have I have a special filter on my shower as well uh, to make sure that I'm not, um, con- you know, ingesting the chlorine. And, you know, it's never going to be I, I share this information from a place of uh, realism. And I, I always joke, I'm like, my my Instagram is holistic in Houston. That's my like um, alias, if you will. So I always say I'm holistic, but realistic. You know, I'm, and I think you did a, I listened to one of your podcasts. You talked about uh, being a crunchy mom versus a silky mom. And you said you called yourself a scrunchy mom somewhere yeah. in between. So that's kind of the same for me. Like we will never be 100% perfect with this. If you drink some, a little bit of water from the tap or from the the fridge filter, uh, you know, you're not going to die, of course. But just even if you can improve by 40 or 50%, that will have a big impact on your health over the years. Those changes will compound and you won't necessarily have a day where you're like, because you're never going to know what could have happened if you continued drinking the regular water or not exercising or not eating well, but you will feel better. You will see results and um those things those small changes add up to really big things for you yeah i mean i don't know if you've heard of the book i think it's by stephen cabral like the rain barrel effect Mm -hmm. and you know the, the the whole concept of it is you know it's not like there's not like one reason like why we're like let's say unhealthy or we're struggling with whatever health issues it's like a bunch of these little reasons, you know, it could be like the poor quality water, there could be mold in your house, it could be the air quality, it could be the pesticides in the foods because you don't have organic or the organic just still has pesticides on it. Like all these little things, you know, it can be like adding up to why you struggle with eczema or why you, you know, are having these hormonal issues and painful periods. And I think it, it goes back to um, what you were saying with making these little changes for the better. Like there's not one reason why you're sick or struggling with whatever you're struggling with. Um, but there's not going to be like one amazing change you make in your life that is going to fix everything. It's all like the little things that are going to add up, like you said. So, you know, trying to have better quality water, trying to opt for maybe more whole foods versus processed foods, like just making little swaps here and there, you know, and those little things are really going to start adding up. And I think we're just so used to that instant gratification that if we don't get it, then we kind of just give up on everything overall and we need to stay focused on the goal. Yeah, you got us. And that's, I mean, that is the hardest part. And I think that's where a lot of people have challenges, the consistency. It's not about being perfect every day with every habit and everything you do. It's about what are you, the the compounding effect and what are you doing over time? Yeah. Okay. You, you know, skipped a workout today or you had, um, you know, a meal that wasn't maybe the most nutrient dense for you, but like what, let's look at it week by week and month by month and like the consistency, that's the important thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it, it takes time. We didn't get to where we are now overnight and we're not going to get to know where we want to be overnight either. So 
you know, I always say you just want to be like 1% better every day. Like what's one little thing that you can do and you can change, you know, like a, a 10 minute walk outside is better than no, no walk. But we think like, oh, if I didn't get an hour intense workout, then like, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't count. It's like, that's not how the body works. Like the body's like, oh, we're moving for a little bit. Yeah. Like this is good. I, I like this. So yeah, I love things. that you said that the 1% better. That's actually something I use in my life all the time. And I always say that I'm like, okay, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I just want to be 1% better every day. And that does compound. And I agree with you. And I use exercise because that's something people I think can relate to because a lot of people struggle with the motivation. But just like you said, yeah, a 10 minute walk is better than nothing. And a lot of people, yeah, will be like, well, I'm not going to this hour long hit class. You don't need that. Like our bodies just need a little bit of movement, a little bit of sunshine good amount of water, you know, a decent, uh, nutrient dense diet. Like it is, it's simple, uh, not easy, but it's simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I love to think about it with, um, with food nutrition. Cause that's where I think a lot of people have that all or nothing mindset. It's like, I'm either ordering like something super healthy or, you know, people really opt for super low calorie, which that doesn't mean it's healthy, but okay. And, you know, or it's just like, Oh, well, I'm already, I'm already being quote unquote bad. I might as well just go for it. And I, I like to look at my meals and like, be like, what, what is one thing I can do to make this meal better? So if like, I'm going out to eat and let's say like, it comes with like fries and mashed potatoes or something, I can be like, you know what, what if I traded one of my sides for like a, a vegetable, you know, and I can still enjoy my, my French fries that I like, but I'm also having, you know, the fiber and the nutrients involved in, you know, in that vegetable. Or maybe you're going to Chick-fil-A and you're like, oh, I'm already whatever. It's like, well, what if you just opted for the grilled chicken instead of the fried chicken? Like you don't have to make these big drastic changes because that's not realistic and it's not going to be sustainable. So, you know, just telling ourselves like, what is one little thing that we can do to make it better, whether it's our nutrition, our fitness, um, you know, little changes in the house. Cause I know that can be so overwhelming, like being like, okay, so I need to change my water filter and then, you know, in my shower. Um, but then I need to get checked like for mold and what about this and that? And like, I'm still eating out of plastic or whatever. And there's just so many things and it can be so overwhelming. Yeah, it is very, I agree. And I'm glad you said that it's very overwhelming. And even as someone that's been in this world for a long time, I find it overwhelming. And finding the balance. Um, you know, I, I feel like I used to be a little more rigid and um, that's, you bring up a really good point and I want to stress this. Something I've learned in my own life and something I help my clients to understand is if, if achieving a certain goal with your health is stressing you out and causing a lot of disruption, obviously any change is never going to be easy, right? But if it is stressing you out and causing a lot of disruption in your life, emotionally, whatever, it's not worth it. it you have to find that balance. Um, you know, understanding that making changes is going to be hard and it's going to be uncomfortable. But if it is stressing you out, it is not worth it. Uh, so there's, you have to find the balance, and it's going to look different for every single person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But a lot of people just ignore the whole stress aspect, and I mean. People don't, I think people don't realize how important, um, how impactful stress is and how impactful water is. Yep. And there are two things that are like pretty simple, you know, 
slow down, try to relax, maybe take things off your plate and drink some water and it can make a world of a difference with your health. Yes, I can't. I couldn't agree more. All right, you guys, there we have it for part one of my interview with Haley. I'm going to put her information in the show notes so you guys can connect with her and find her on social media. Um, but make sure to check out next week's episode where we're talking about cycle, cycle syncing and the different phases of your menstrual cycle. This one's actually really interesting. I learned a lot and you're not going to want to miss it. Thank you all for joining me in another episode of the Bread Therapy Mama podcast. If you like this kind of content, check out my blog for recipes, how-tos, product recommendations, and more. Just go to breadtherapymama.com. I'll see you all in the next episode.